As a powerful winter storm is impacting the northwest this holiday weekend, some parts of the south are seeing record heat. Meteorologist Lottie Quinn from our New York City station WCBS has more on the weather around the U.S. Hey, Merry Christmas to you, Deborah. Look, a lot of folks want their Christmas day to be white. They want a snowy Christmas day, and it's it's beyond snowy when you head out west because the mountains out west are getting hammered with some big snow out there. Snowing heavy right now in Colorado and Utah, and this snow, for some folks, will continue all the way through Tuesday, so your cumulative totals are going to be, you know, there could be some 10 to 12 feet that they pick up by Tuesday, but for the Sierra, from this point forward, it'll be an additional five to eight feet. The Wasatch picks up an additional two to three feet. The Colorado Rockies, an additional one to two feet. But it is the very opposite side of the coin when you get to portions of the South. Now, look, we're not talking snow ever, like, for, well, I shouldn't say ever, but we are talking their warmest Christmas ever. And, and the numbers are, some of these are, look, they're all off the charts. We've never been this hot for Christmas before. Nashville, 73, Charlottesville, 69. Dallas, Texas hits 83 degrees. I mean, <laughs> you're swimming in the outdoor pool. Uh, for the East Coast, you started off this morning. For many portions of the East Coast, with a little bit of snow that fell out there, sort of set the tone, but by the time you started off this day, because uh, the snow was really yesterday, right? And by the time you started off this day, it had turned to rain for most of like, like the, the big cities, uh, New York City, Boston, places like that. However, you get into, say, portions of the lower Hudson Valley and into, into portions of southern New England, there's some freezing rain out there. You get to northern New England, and that's where you still have some snow falling out there. So that's the way that we see the weather set up today. I, I hope you and yours have a very Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to everybody out there, all yours. Holiday classics may need a rewrite as the chance for snow on Christmas Gross! seems to be melting. Christmas Day will be sunny and bright. The first week of winter bringing forecast highs near 50 degrees in New York and 60 in Denver, which recently saw its latest first snow in 87 years. It's really hard to get in the holiday spirit when it's not snowy. It makes me feel a little disappointed. Many shelving their hats and gloves over the holiday as the majority of cities in the U.S. see a decreased chance of a white Christmas. Climate scientists at NOAA looked at 1,500 locations and found differences in the last decade are consistent with the reality of long-term warming. In the 1980s, nearly half of the country had snow on the ground on Christmas. In recent years, that number was below 40%. Are our chances for a white Christmas drying up? Yes, in many areas of the country they are. A lot of people scratching their head as to why they're going to wake up on Christmas morning for perhaps five, six, seven years in a row without snow. Like snowflakes, the changes may be subtle with big implications. Odds of snow for Santa down 3% in Des Moines, Iowa, 4% in our nation's capital, and 6% in Denver. These trends that we're seeing in extreme weather like snowfall or lack thereof are all really fundamentally being changed by climate, and they're being changed in very small ways that actually accumulate up to big impacts. A difference that means that white Christmas may be a thing of the past. Emily Iketa, NBC News. And there I am. I'd say maybe so. Decibels on the go. And other such things. I think I had a uh, Phoenix Kaleeder microphone turned up there. All right. So this 2021 shit is in the can. Holy fuck. I don't even like how do you how do I recap this one? It's been so long. It's like, I keep reminding myself, we had a car crash this year. 
Right, we had a car fucking crash this year. Someone came over the yellow line and slammed right the fuck into Phoenix Kaliter driving the uh, the little Nissan car. Right, and um, <clears throat> and what? I mean, obviously, like the big move, right? Trying to get a building to to live in. Jesus Christ, that was all this year. The fucking heat wave over the summer, and like during that heat wave, like. Like, I'm trying to do hours here and work there and fucking go get these goddamn window unit air conditioners because the um the land leeches that have owned this house for a couple decades now, none of them ever put in uh, what they call the central air. Not one ceiling fan. That all has to be done by us. And, um, and I'm over here doing this uh, janitor work gonna do some overtime with that and see how much of that i can make happen this year i also need to clean the ducts in this building d-u-c-t-s the ducts because we do have one room that is just going thoroughly unheated you could put your hand to it while the heat's on and feel something there i went to a duct in the basement that looks like it has to do with um with that side of the building we currently were allowed to own on paper and i and i um i pushed that one better up in place like i'm wondering if um if when this contractor came in and replaced the wood with the termite damage if they knocked that one out of place like from the basement level the um the the duct wasn't like going into the uh, the attachment I don't know all the language for this stuff, actually. <laughs> it, it wasn't attached well. And so I um I took a I took three bungee cords and some nails and did a makeshift setup there. And then I want to see how that room is heating at the end of the day before I um from looking at some do-it-yourself YouTube videos. What I want to start with, I want to see um, about going down to the hardware store and getting a um, an extender for the vacuum cleaner hose and running the vacuum cleaner hose directly into the duct. Yeah, you know what? Fuck, I could um, I could videotape it and call it Mr. Williams' Laborhood. I'm working on this motherfucker, right? And um, folks probably saw a um, a great deal of this area that we call McMurica didn't really get much snow apparently the west coast uh caught some funk like even like northern california they all caught a little action out there uh seattle is said to have uh, caught some big action i'm betting the folks out there in spanaway uh in washington state got some snow i felt some spanaway snow in my day uh out here where we are in the midwest it was it, it wasn't happening that shit, it got all the way up to 50 fucking degrees that day. 50 degrees. Like, and it was raining. On Christmas Day, I was chiefing on the porch in the rain. <laughs> it was straight up raining hard. And then here comes the wild shit. I don't know if that was a warm front. I'm seeing a lot different. Like, I'm seeing language and reporting calling it a warm front and a heat bubble which heat bubble is completely new language to me i'm sticking with warm front that we had a warm front obviously due to fucking climate change like the um when you talk about the severity the impact of that warm front it wasn't like a um 
a tolerable winter day, right? Like where snow is already on the ground and some warm air comes through. It doesn't melt the snow. But at that point, you don't really need your scarf over your face, right? You don't really need your earmuffs. I've had those days growing up in Washington State. This shit was 50 fucking degrees. (laughs) And then, um, so that goes away. Heavy wind comes through because I'm guessing what happens there is that warm air uh, pushes air about. And when the warm air goes down, now the barometric pressure's back up. And now you get a fucking windy ass day that like viciously blows away the warm air. And now it was definitely cold enough to where the next precipitation that came, (laughs) right, as of last night, December 26th, came the snow. And, like, there's a snowplow driver shortage. And, like, with there being a snowplow driver shortage out here in this part of the Midwest, they don't really take snowplowing serious any damn way. They don't care. Uh, So we got to hope to try to drive safe to work. I don't know what my next move is if we have another fucking car crash. If we have another car crash, I really may just um, quit this janitor work and go down to a factory that is literally down the street, right? Um... I think it would definitely, like, as far as walking there, it would probably be, like, a 45-minute walk. But, like, driving there, you know, we're looking at, like, six or so minutes, you know. But uh, I would definitely just go to the factory that has entry-level gigs, you know, and fucking just go straight there. And I will just walk to work in the fucking uh, snow season. Because, yeah, we have one more fucking car crash. No more snow driving. It's fucking over. Not having it. Yeah, because we I have to go to the nearby factory and then the factory that's 30 minutes away already. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's just high risk to me, homie. Uh, what else? Damn, I'm just personal journal updating the hell out of you. I mean, it's ill. It's the end of the year. God damn it. It's 2021. It's in the can. Um, <clears throat> the outdoor cat is hanging in there, right? We made like a little makeshift outdoor cat house which I, I unironically use that language. It's a little house we made for the cat. So it is a cat house. I own a cat house. And um, and yeah, the cat post up there, Phoenix Kalita uh, keeps the feeding regular. Hopefully Phoenix Kalita um, has a better go of things physically this year as um, I went ahead and dug into some of those overtime hours and purchased a uh, taller bed uh, for so that Phoenix Kalita is... is uh, you know, standing up from a more advantageous position as far as like sitting and standing on the bed. Um, my biological niece is up here. She got me two dashikis and a um and a keychain. And the keychain reads, I I still have it in the plastic here. It says, "Thank you for being the dad you didn't have to be," and it's like uh like engraved on this um on this like plaque deal that's on the key ring and it has a heart engraved into it as well and I got her some um some images that I think are dope uh some pictures that she can get framed and um you know some uh some entry level furniture get some furniture cracking um 
what got the um the youngster the the youngest uh kid uh a tent they would really like to post up in the backyard with the tent some nights over the summer fair deal uh now we're very much incentivized to uh, again work those overtime hours and get a um get a privacy fence and we got some walkie talkies so so uh the youngster can be out there in the tent and have walkie talkies to easily access us in the house you know i think that'll work out and we can easily access them back and i think that's dope um i got a bottle of george remus i received that that's pretty neat i'm gonna drink it with my face uh, but i guess not now because now is back to full-time work and overtime work it's going down i think we'll probably get the new year's day off or the new year's eve off or something like that and um but that's it like holidays are in the can and we are janitorial service so like when folks have days off and they run skeleton crews janitorial service is there so uh i will be in there doing that shit <laughs> no matter what the fucking day for the most part during the year all right um i think there is definitely news that i find interesting oh yeah we put a space heater in the attic i don't know if i've mentioned that uh let me uh take a look at what we all want to see so um in news that i'm sure um racist white people will find uh very fucking important phoenix Collider sent this to me as a laugh to be like these motherfuckers like this is really an article that someone had to write they had to put a word count on this okay <laughs> um and it's an article by dan hetching and the uh, the title is all you need um yahoo entertainment uh they they got this uh article from the folks over there at people magazine and here's your headline last dog to survive nfl player michael vick's dog fighting ring dies big news big doings <laughs> all right um the news was confirmed that frodo a pit bull who was approximately 15 years older uh they used the word transitioned oh my jesus transitioned on saturday to be with the rest of the dogs from the group oh man i hear the conservative radio host uh gus t renegade use that term for died as well like they say francis cress welsing transitioned ah um, the Facebook post from the animal welfare nonprofit Bad Rap. Bad Rap. R-A-P, huh? All right. They explained that Frodo was the last of 48 brave survivors from the game-changing case, which led to Vic, now 41, spending 18 months in federal prison. Ah, that is, that is good, important racist white people news. All right, so on the more important news that may appeal to white people that are and are not racist, right? Something all the white people can enjoy. Uh, this is coming off the folks over there at labor411.org, right? You can find uh, multiple articles, but uh, I think Phoenix Kalidera sent me this one. And straightforward headline, Amazon workers in Chicago walk off the job. Righto. Uh, this article was up December 22nd. I am back on the podcast microphone right now with December 27th, 2021. 
I'm already considering it 2022. That's where my attitude is. Uh, the article uh, goes as follows. Fed up workers at a Chicago suburb Amazon workplace walked out in frustration today. A, um, there is a quote from this facility in Cicero, Illinois. Hmm. Feast Leader tells me that's a area with a heavy black population. And matter of fact, as I look at the image uh, accompanied with the article, yeah, it looks like the only white person in the image is the reporter. Um, okay. Um, the group of about 30 said they are demanding better pay and working conditions. A spokesman for the workers said the company has threatened them with firing if they walked out. An Amazon spokesperson denied that claim and said the employees were reassured that anyone who took part would not face retaliation. And they actually, um, they have additional uh, info and they straight up link from this is a dot org labor 411.org and they link you picture. straight to uh, ABC 7 eyewitness news and where they uh, further discuss uh, Amazon workers walking out of the Cicero facility. Right now from an Amazon facility in Cicero, Illinois, some workers walked out this morning. Uh, the group says it's demanding better pay and working conditions. Uh, it's not clear how many workers are involved, but a pretty big crowd out there. All right, that was a very useful uh, 14 seconds there, Skeezix. Uh, <laughs> And it says um, the Amazon spokesperson said we respect the rights of employees to protest and recognize their legal right to do so. We are proud to offer employees a leading pay, competitive benefits and opportunity to grow with our company. My goodness. So full of shit. That is just so the talking points. Just fucking do it. Right? If you were going to do it, you would have hired them in that way. That was never the intention. It will never, ever be the intention with these fucking people. All right. Now, this one has my attention. I, um, <clears throat> I saw this story before. And, like, you know, in wine cellar fashion, you know, we kind of we go through it and we keep dancing forward. But then the story gained no traction. Like so far, I only um I only know of a uh, I'm very conservative host uh, Gus T Renegade over there at the context of white supremacy um uh looking into this uh story and not really much there. What Gus T Renegade mostly did was uh, just ask his uh his listeners if they're familiar with this one, like if they've heard anything about this. Um and this article went up December seventeenth. Uh, by Kyler Alvord. And again, we're in a uh, people magazine, people.com. And the art, the headline straightforward, a lynching, a lynching, a lynching. Iowa man killed, then burned black man out of jealousy related to girlfriend. An individual by the name of Stephen Vogel was sentenced to life in prison for the first-degree murder and abuse of a corpse in the death of the 44-year-old Michael Williams, um, who was uh, beaten, hanged, and set on fire. The 32-year-old Iowa man will spend the rest of his life in prison for killing the 44-year-old uh, Michael Williams, a judge announced Monday. 
In November, Stephen Vogel, a white man, was convicted on the first-degree murder and abuse of a corpse after beating and hanging Williams, a black man in 2020, then throwing his body in a ditch and setting it on fire days later. During the trial, witnesses testified that Vogel told at least three people that he killed Williams out of jealousy, referencing a love triangle involving his girlfriend, the Des Moines Register reports. Vogel and Williams were known acquaintances who socialized in the same circles. Uh, Michael's, Michael Williams' body was discovered in rural Kellogg, Iowa, on September 16, 2020, while authorities were investigating a fire coming from a ditch on the side of the road, according to uh, police complaints obtained by, by, by the folks at people.com. Once the fire was extinguished, authorities saw charred human remains wrapped in plastic and cloth and bound with rope and duct tape. The remains were later identified by a, by a medical examiner um, as belonging to Williams, whose death was ruled a homicide by strangulation. Lynching. Three others were charged with, um, with assisting Vogel after he murdered Williams. Vogel's mother, Julia Cox, his mother's boyfriend, Roy Garner, and Vogel's friend, Cody Johnson. That's Julia Cox, Roy Garner, and Cody Johnson, who assisted Mr. Vogel in the murder of Michael Williams. Through witness interviews, investigators learned that on or around September 12, 2020, Vogel clubbed Williams, whom he called Black Mike, according to uh, Mr. Johnson, and then strangled him to death, clubbed him and strangled him to death, and regularly referred to him as Black Mike. During Vogel's trial, Johnson said a medical examiner, <clears throat> excuse me, medical examiner testified that Williams was strangled by being hanged with a rope for five to six minutes until he died. Mm-hmm. Continuing, right? I, what, what, what commentary can I fucking have, really? Uh, and this is according to uh, Iowa Public Radio and the Des Moines Register. God, seems so locally reported. Uh, Michael Williams' body was reportedly stored in Vogel's basement in Grimwell, Iowa, until September 16th. Just chilling with a dead body for four days. When it was discarded um, in the Kellogg Ditch, this was September 16th, and then it was set on fire, the body of uh, Michael Williams. He was set on fire. Uh... So, they have a subheading here, Dangerous and Cold-Blooded Killer. Actually, yeah, like, we're kind of gonna, we're gonna hang out with this story for a while. Let's, uh, let's look at the rest of this article. During vocal sentencing, in which, uh, he was ordered to life in prison without the possibility of parole, Judge Sean Showers said that, um, said that the killer doesn't deserve to be on the streets or ever meet a parole board, Iowa Public Radio reports. Uh, quote, These sentences are made for people like you who commit these horrific offenses and take others' lives without any regard for consequences, Showers said. You are a dangerous, cold-blooded killer 
you have the rest of your life to think about what you did, the loss and the pain that you caused, and the precious life that you ended. Okay, so, and this is what the, um, what the judge told them, as we were uh, told was coming up at the top of the uh, article. Continuing, the judge as, as well. You treated Michael Williams like he was not human. You clubbed him, strangled him to death, kept him in your basement like an animal that you would kill. You wrapped his body, set it on fire. You dehumanized Michael Williams, and Mr. Williams did not deserve that, end quote. Article continues. Though investigators and the uh, regional chapter of the NAACP have both stated um, Vogel's actions don't appear to be racially motivated, hey, there you go. Investigators and the regional chapter of the NAACP, that's the National um, uh, Alliance for the Advancement of Colored People, they have stated that Vogel's actions don't appear to be racially motivated. Williams' family believes it's a hate crime reminiscent of the 1955 lynching of Emmett Till, a black teen who was hanged after a white woman falsely accused him of lewd behavior. I did not add that part. That is in the People magazine, uh, people.com article. They're making sure you know that Carolyn Bryant, Carolyn Bryant, know the name of the white woman that's still alive. Carolyn Bryant lied, got in an interview and said she lied. Brother man, you do not need to be out there practicing miscegenation. And, right, and I'm pretty sure some of the most recent words I said on the program was, I'm not going to be talking about that much anymore. <laughs> All right, whatever, whatever. Uh, continuing um, with a uh, quote here. Uh, oh, wait a second. Yeah, falsely accused him of lewd behavior. All right, continuing with a quote, uh, getting to the um, end of the article here. The love interest in this uh, love triangle had been with several other people prior to alleging um, to be with my nephew. Those people were not murdered. Why kill Black Mike, as he was referred to by the defendant? Why did he have to kill Black Mike? End quote from uh, Terrell. And then Terrell further says, quote, it was a lynching, end quote. Though the prosecution in Vogel's trial did not focus on race, Williams' family is content with his sentencing. Iowa Public Radio reports and thankful to the um, and thankful to the all-white jury for unanimously um, returning guilty verdicts in less than four hours. They say, uh, quote, uh, and this is uh, James Bird Williams, a, another uh, his father. The justice system worked here. I'm satisfied. Black man, you raised your black son to get involved with, and I'm going to say white people wave red flags like a motherfucker. Obviously, dangerous white people. 
and to engage in miscegenation, and he was murdered for it, lynching style, straight old school, set on fire, right? The hanging and the fire kept it real old school and got his family involved, got his mother's boyfriend involved. I don't, I don't, I don't see being satisfied. I don't, I don't fucking see it. The white people need to be killed. Every single white person involved should be killed. I would find that satisfactory, but I get it. It's it's none of my business, not my family. But then again, I am black, and these white people would lynch me too. And the family members and friends of those white people would lynch me too. And the family members and friends of those, those white people would lynch me too. They should be killed back in higher numbers it's mathematically logical it's socially pragmatic gonna be hanging out with this story for a while alright and from here and obviously I'm running everything together right not much in the way of bumpers well really no bumpers at all really when you think about it um, cause I am um, I'm firing through this I'm ready to start up <clears throat> podcasting like normal again Right, uh, with Phoenix Kalita doing the uh, sex workers' rights uh, work, um, the 501c3 work, and a lot of research. Um, the lead up to December 17th is just brutal on the household because we basically we kind of lose an adult in a lot of household uh, precipitation, the sort of uh, the workflow of the household, if you will. Right, and uh, December 17th is over, but then of course, at that, like we have a full household, so we um. We want to make sure that we get some sort of joy going on, uh, have a good time with the uh, with the whole holiday season, right? So we uh, we get through that part, and now essentially, yeah, December twenty seventh. I mean, to me, it's already it, it's next year, right? And so, time to uh, get back to it. Time to turn the cameras back on, get back on the damn Facebook Live, right? I'm ready. I'm um I pulled up the uh, the old. Uh, 2013 laptop and I'm um, what I'm interested in trying out is I want to get a, an audio splitter so that I can record audio on that laptop and actually have a second person in the household like help produce the audio by watching those decibels on that laptop right like I think that would be very useful to just have a decibel watcher and really, it would just take an audio splitter, right? Like, I have a 3.5 millimeter jack that goes from the where the mixing board where the microphones go in. And the 3.5 millimeter jack goes into a USB converter that goes into this computer. And all you need is a 3.5 millimeter splitter, right? Like, you've probably seen, like, a hose, a water hose with a splitter so you can attach two hoses, or a um or for a cable cord coming from the wall where you'll have a splitter you know so you can uh send the cable cord up to two separate boxes or two separate rooms and so i'd really just have an audio splitter so that i can have audio going to that laptop so that i can have another set of eyes monitoring something and kind of help me with live show production because just as i'm recording this right now I could have recorded the whole thing live. It's just hard to record live by yourself and do a decent gig. Uh, But 
Um, everybody's swinging back around, coming back together, uh, getting ready to go into this next year. Uh, we have our routine together, right? I go to this factory in the morning. I go to the second factory in the afternoon. I get off work at 8 p.m. I think that'd be a good time to come home and go ahead and just go live and record. And I think I, from there, I think I won't be doing morning wine cellar. As long as I'm on the work schedule that has both factories involved, I'm essentially out of the house from the hour of six to the hour of eight, right? I'm out of the house on a 10 hour period and I still need to do chores and personal hygiene and whatnot. So I, I will eliminate like what I'm doing right now, recording in the morning. That's out. Yeah, I get home from work, record in the nighttime hours and off to bed. I have to make sure that I get uh, adequate rest so I can get up and have my thinker working properly and have my body moving how I need it to move. All right, folks, uh, thanks for helping us out and uh, rolling with us and being down and even tuning in. Like, I like doing this audio shit, and I like that people actually tune in and listen to it and be like, he did some cool audio shit. <laughs> All right. So uh, come right back around. Um, more news. Uh, as far as this year goes, that's the end of my climate change news, really. At December 27th, it's over. I'll bring it back around at the top of January. We'll hit that sea level rise. We'll cover that climate change, that methane gas leakage. We'll get all that shit in there. Uh, this story of this lynching, I want to hang out with this story for a while. I want to see, like, when the updates stop coming. Because it seems like they're already ready to just quit covering this story. And I think I'm going to just keep reposting it and being like, what the fuck? Especially to that local NAACP. Really? So the fact that he lynched him does not show that anything may be racially motivated to you. I, motherfucker. All right. Wine Cellar Media dot com.